Welcome to Tales from the Rabbit Hole. I'm your host, Mick West. My guest today is Michael, uh, also uh, is on Twitter as UFO Today, the UFO Today Network. And Michael talked to me last February, almost a year ago, a little bit over a year ago. Uh, we're now in February 2021. And at the time, we talked about UFOs, and we also talked quite a bit about QAnon. And during that time, uh, Michael made a few you know, vague predictions about what might be happening over the next next year, and we agreed to uh, meet up again in one year's time and see see what has happened. And uh, as things have transpired, it has been a very interesting uh, 12 months, uh, culminating, of course, in Donald Trump uh, losing the election and not being inaugurated. And Joe Biden is now president and Donald Trump's down at Mar-a-Lago. Which is probably not what Michael expected, uh, but let's let's talk about that. So, uh, Michael, uh, welcome, and thank you for coming here. Great, thank you for having me on. Um, this is the only second podcast or podcast that I've done before. The first one was with you as well, and it was interesting because when you said we do a follow up, I mean, if we're going to do a follow up on a year. I think twenty twenty is probably the one to do it on. I mean, so yeah. many things have happened; it's hard to uh, even remember some of those things. Uh, so. Uh, we were going to do a follow-up, and we're talk- we'll talk about all kinds of things. One of the things I did kind of want to do is talk about some of the things I got wrong and then some of the things I got right and sure. see if you agree with that or if you think uh, it doesn't matter, that type of thing, or maybe you've debunked some of those things already. And then I do want to go into some to a lot of things, um, but we can, we, can, we can go from there. Or if you have questions for me or however you want to do it. Well, uh, I think, first of all, like, are you still a QAnon believer or a Q believer? I know you don't like the term Q and non uh, believer. Yes, so, yeah, yes, I am. Uh, we call it a follower, right? right. There's, there's the disseminating information. So I look at that information. Uh, one of the reasons we don't like Q and on is because uh, a few, probably a year ago, that had gotten taken over by the MSM, by the mainstream media. So every time you hear Q and on, you kind of know there might be some garbage behind that. Uh, you had even uh, tweet, or, uh, retweeted, and some people have. There was a lady that said that Biden was going to take her kids. Remember, she had a was a Scottish interviewer on CNN. But anytime someone who says they're in Q or lift following Q, and they say QAnon, it's probably either they don't understand it at all, or it's maybe not even factual. Because okay. anybody that follows Q with even a cursory look will know that there's Q, and then there's the Anons, and Q's, and that's even been mentioned on the posts that that. QAnon itself is kind of like a straw man. So if if you were to, say, uh, come up with one word to describe the entire movement, uh, could you actually do that? I mean, I think we use QAnon as kind of shorthand. And I agree, for... and I agree with that. And I agree. I'm not saying I'm not calling you out. Or I'm saying if someone says, oh, for instance, the, uh, the QAnon or the Q shaman, we'll talk about that was the riot, the guy with the horns. Mm-hmm. Um, and, Anybody that follows Q knows there's no outside comms. I've told you that last year, too. So nobody can say Q said this. There's no representation. Like there's nothing in the real world. It's a digital information thing. So if somebody's out there saying they represent QAnon, I think you even posted or somebody did about they have meetings in Texas and things like that. They were having QAnon meetings. Either that's fake or they don't understand because there are no meetings, there are no memberships, and there are no shamans or leaders or anything like that. There's Q and the Anons. It's just information. So that's just to clarify, when I see, I hear the mainstream media say QAnon, my red flags go, wait a minute, is this story real? You know what I mean? 
Okay. That's not to say that people don't look at it and, and take it whatever way they want. There's a lot of information out there, and you know who knows. All right, so let's get to uh, what you got right and what you got wrong. You want to start okay, with? Uh, I, wrong, I, I thought Donald Trump would be president. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's a, a big one. That's a big, I thought I, I got that wrong. I said I thought he would win by a landslide. Now, whether he did or not, we can talk about that later. Uh, but right now, he is not the president of the United States, however you look at it. And so I was wrong about that. Um, I did write a couple notes because I know we go over a lot of things. And by the way, thank you so much for editing the last one. You did so well. People don't realize we were talking with UFOs and Q mixed throughout. It wasn't like two different shows. You, you, you took it apart perfectly. Thank you. Um, one is, um, I, first thing I told you is that they were spying on Trump. Remember in the, the uh, wiretapping? Right. Well, that has been proven 100% now because of the D class he did right before the inauguration. That there's no, in fact, the Biden Obama administration spied on him almost all the way up to January 17th, I think is the last date that they spied on. So when you're saying they spied on him uh, and why? As a private citizen and as the president elect. Right. Were they actually uh, tapping Donald Trump's personal phone? Well, him and Ted Cruz and some others, and they got all the phone records from I think Nunez and some other people too. That they, I don't know why that's not a crime, but that's a that's been declassed. Well, you say wiretap, that kind of suggests something more significant than simply phone records. So, uh, like wiretapping means really. Well, they, you know, they listening. were wiretapping. Yes, they were. That's a Crossfire Hurricane. If you look up Crossfire Hurricane, you'll see that they were doing that. That was in okay. his Trump hotel. All right, we'll have to we'll have to do a fact check on these. <laughs> following we'll fact, up, well, you can fact check that, but the details are Crossfire Hurricane. They spied on Trump all the way up almost to the inauguration. That was declassed, right? Mm-hmm. That was one last. I want to yeah, but- for you about the D class stuff in a second too. I did say Les Les Wexner would resign, though you said he probably would anyway, but he did. Yeah, right? but Lex was, was, and, was, and again, I agree with you. Even at the time I said it, you probably he probably you said he probably would. So that's not a revelation. Well, he was the he head of Victoria's Secret, and he was a friend of Jeffrey Epstein, and he was kind of caught up in the scandal of, of Epstein at the time, and it was a bad look for the shareholders, and so like it, it was no surprise. I'm not. I'm not going to give you a point for that one. I'm afraid. No, that's so. fine. And, and these, I'm going through these quick because I got some big ones at the end. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did say Mike Flynn would be exonerated. He wasn't mm. exonerated, but he did have all of his charges dropped where he couldn't go to jail and then was pardoned. So that's kind of like a vague point because he wasn't fully exonerated. And then he eventually did have to be pardoned, which he didn't even want. He wanted it to be, you know, uh, but Judge Sullivan did not drop the, uh, would not let the case go. Yeah, I mean, but, a pardon in, in, in some ways is not exactly an admission of guilt, but it's kind of like, oh, you did this thing and I pardon you for correct. doing it. But that's not how it's framed, of course. That's correct. No, I agree with that. In fact, Mike Flynn didn't want to be pardoned for that. That's why they waited till the end. Because before that, the court said that he could not go to jail. So whatever uh, communicated or whatever, but he was still a, a charge. Sullivan never dropped the charges that judge. By the way, big Obama friend, college friend of uh, Obama. There's always a connection, right? Um, then also, um, so he did get off, but not the way that I thought he would. And I agree with you. Like that, because like you said, once it's a pardon, then it could be partisan. You don't really know, yeah, uh, the motivation. Ghislaine Maxwell got arrested. We talked quite a bit about her and her father, Robert Maxwell. Yeah. Um, so that was pretty. That's pretty interesting. That's a that's a ticking time bomb right there, because that's kind of connected as we talked to Prince Andrew. Also, the FBI did verify that they, that uh, picture of him and the young girl was real. They always mm-hmm. said it was his fake fingers. 
that doesn't mean he did anything to her or they didn't prove that, but they proved that that they verified that's a real photograph of him with uh, Virginia. Um, also, I thought this was interesting. They arrested, uh, do you know who John uh, Luke Burnell is? No. He was the third person in Epstein's trio. So it was him, Dislane, and Epstein. He mm-hmm. was the French guy. He has a talent agency, and, and Epstein himself and Ghislaine uh, uh, and some of her, you know, she, they've been declassing some of her stuff, nothing bombshell yet, but some of her stuff. And uh, he, he, he gave over a thousand girls to Epstein, a thousand. And one of the ones that was famous was three 12 year old girls from like the Ukraine or um, Eastern Europe. And I won't go into the gory details, but they talk about what he did with them. And the reason was because they couldn't speak English and there's passport issues and their parents report and all that. Anyway, he's in jail now. He was on the run for a while. He was arrested after Ghislaine. Uh, but he's he's a he's a that's a big player. So uh, him in the in the Q world there it's. Epstein, Ghislaine, Jean-Luc, and Prince Andrew. So it's like three down, one to go as far as that goes. But really, isn't in in the Q world, you say it's like, you know, Ghislaine, uh, Epstein, and uh, uh, Prince Andrew, and this other guy. Uh, surely it's it's the whole Q narrative is about a, a vast elite uh, of, of uh, you know, satanic pedophiles. So it's not just them. It's like supposedly thousands of people. And you you just kind of like focusing on just a very very small well, handful that's just simply in the orbit of Epstein, who was a known pedophile. I'm getting there. <laughs> it's also um, the satanic stuff. I don't know that even Cuban talks about. I, it's always labeled that in the okay. in the thing. I don't know that they even. I've never even really heard anything about satanic pedophile. I guess people that are pedophiles would be satanic, if so you know, like in a description. They're evil, but I don't know that uh, there's any. I, I don't. I don't remember anything specifically saying anything about Satan or anything like that. I hear it all the time when they they mention QAnon's that they're going to kill the pedophiles and all that stuff. The other thing interesting. This is all just all the little connections. Is uh, of course everybody's thinking that Ghislaine's going to get Epstein, right? I mean, that's the, she's going to get killed. Now, mm-hmm. I don't know if you've ever been in whether Epstein killed himself or not. That's a whole other story. But he's dead. And so something could happen to her. So they're doing a lot not to let that happen. In fact, she's complaining about it. Is there 24 hours a day? She has her own floor. They keep waking her up and, you know, it's irritating her and they're filming her all the time. So that's what she said recently in the court document. But just as a side note, the person that was watching, the FBI agent assigned to watching Epstein was James Comey's daughter. The person assigned to watching Ghislaine Maxwell is James Comey's son-in-law, the daughter's husband, new husband. Just a mm. little strange one out of the Southern District of New York. Um, so then also Leon Black. Do you know who Leon Black is? He's a big investor. No. <laughs> he just got in trouble. He gave $150 million to Epstein after the first arrest. Okay. So, so uh, those are all. Leon Black, um, Comey, that's all the. That's where you pull in the Clinton and the Southern District of New York is all that Clinton. You'll see it come in with the Bidens too. Leon Black, I think I might have read about uh, this. It, wasn't was he like uh, essentially like a, a billionaire and Epstein? Yeah. You know, helped him fudge his taxes uh, by a large yeah, amount. I this. The whole details. Uh, the receipts were 150 million bucks that he gave, which is a lot of money to give somebody. Oh yeah, uh, that, yeah. That that's new. So um, then uh, we also talked about money laundering a little bit. I don't know if it's money laundering, but I know uh, one of the things that, you know, because we talk about Q, there's going to be some cognitive dissonance going on <laughs> soon. Uh, 
um, either from me or you. Um, one of the things that that we've done is we've forced the mainstream media to, you see the apparatus now. And I'll talk about why that is in just a second. So one of the main things I got Trump wrong, some of those things are vague, right? You know, whether uh, Flynn got pardoned, just Lane probably got arrested anyway, if she was, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But what about Hunter Biden? Let's talk about Hunter. I told you all about Hunter. Now, when I told you about Hunter, the Hunter becomes the hunted. And I said, money crimes, sex crimes, power crimes, and not your normal crimes. I didn't know about the laptops. I mm-hmm. knew that there was information coming down the pike, but I did not know how it was coming. So that's, we, we did talk pretty in depth about that. And I, that's when, but, and when we've had our little communications, I always, I, one of the reasons I was sure Trump was going to win, besides I thought he was a great president, is I never thought that that Joe Biden would survive the laptop or the Hunter Biden scandals and information that he is included in as well. And so I have to ask you a couple questions because you're, you use discernment. If, if uh, you're, you're not, you're not just the average person, you're, you're looking for the truth and things and you want to find the truth and you're always good about if it's something's not right or if you were wrong about it, you always say, Oh yeah. Do you think Hunter Biden's hard drives, the laptops, do you think that's real? I think it's probably a combination of real and uh, possibly fake. I think the whole story of how it came into uh, into the the hands of everybody, uh, Giuliani uh, and the FBI, is a bit suspect. You know, I mean, you're familiar with it. There's you know, partially sighted person who couldn't actually identify Hunter Biden and Hunter Biden dropping it off in a uh, a pawn shop or in a, a laptop, a computer repair store, and then never picking it up. It it really doesn't ring true. It seems. It seems it seems like it would be more plausible if some hackers broke into his his laptop, or him accidentally somehow leaving all this incriminating material. Uh, so my 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 best guess as to what happened there is that uh, either a laptop was stolen, or his information was stolen and put on a laptop, and then kind of they tried to get it into the the channels of the media and the FBI by, by dropping it off at this, at this store. Uh, but that's, that's my, my understanding, but obviously like Hunter Biden has, uh, you know, had a difficult past with his, you know, drug issues and he is benefiting from being a Biden with his business connections. So those, those two things I think are not really in, uh, in dispute, but, uh, is can everything on the, is it, I'm not I sure it's all accurate. Hard, sure. Can I ask you some hard questions about that? Sure. I don't want to be rude because we're having fun. When do you think the laptop guy turned in those laptops? Uh, well, I don't know. I'm mean, sure that's a matter of public record, isn't it? Yes. Well, uh, a lot of people think he turned it in recently. No, no. I mean, he, 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 remember, he said he turned it into the FBI, but the FBI weren't doing anything with it. And so he was frustrated. So he sent it to Giuliani later. Right. So he turned it in about almost two years ago before Biden was even the front runner. So a lot of people, it kind of eliminates, maybe not, but in my mind, it kind of eliminates the just trying to squash Joe Biden politically. Like at the end, you know, you throw in some dirt at the end and muddy it up. The defense department says it's real. 100% 100% real. There's mm. four hard drives, not three. So the laptop guy got three hard drives. There's a fourth one I'll tell you about. Um, 
And it's all it's all record. You can look it up yourself. Okay. So, how is the four hard drives? Is does this laptop come with extra hard drives? No. Um, and I'll, when we get into some of the salacious details, and I'll use euphemisms. Hunter's, I guess I would say psychiatrist, but a therapist that could issue drugs. So he's probably a psychiatrist, right? He he was a he's a CNN um, commentator too. He was arrested for diddling his own patients and selling either selling drugs or overprescribing drugs. When he was arrested, also about a year and a half ago, they found one of Hunter's computers there, another hard drive. So the guy at the hard drive or the Mac store, who by the way is suing Twitter because they said that he hacked. And that ruined his business. He said he has not hacked anything. He's suing and Twitter? <laughs> yes. Because they 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 um, said, remember, you got to remember. So think about this. When the Hunter Biden hard drive, just let's talk about the first three came out, 50, not that's five zero intelligence officers said that it was a lie, that it was fake. They mm-hmm. lied about that. Not only did they lie, it wasn't just like casual conversation. They wrote it down. When the Hunter Biden laptop came out, it came back in October. And you saw the whole arm, that whole apparatus just shut that thing down. They shut down the New York Post for two two weeks or so. Everybody got banned off of Twitter for uh, repeating it or showing it because they said it was hacked material. So why the guy suing Twitter is because it was under the guidelines of its hacked material. And, he, right. that, and because he's a computer guy, he says it ruins his business if he's hacking something. Well, the thing is, like these things are still all playing out, uh, and you're talking about things that are in flux. I mean, maybe we could focus on things that, that have actually kind of uh, been resolved okay, well, at this point, well, like the actual the election, and uh, well, I, I, well, we can avoid it. For us, why I wanted to ask you the hard questions. Do you know what's on? Have you seen what's actually on the hard drive? You can see it at any time you want. You, it's online. Uh, some, there's some fake stuff on there. I've seen like pictures of him like with a, what looked like a crack pipe. Okay, so there's tons of pictures of him doing illegal drugs and illegal sex. However, with adults doing drugs and sex, I don't even care. That's his business. Why is but it illegal sex? Uh, known prostitutes okay. in, in places where prostitution is illegal, but they're adults. Right. So, so I don't care. Who cares? That's like a moral crime. Yeah. Who, does, who cares? Do you know what else is on there? Uh, tell me. All right. So he, I'll go through the light stuff and get to the heavy stuff. So the light stuff that's really not our business is he was dating his dead brother's wife and uploaded thousands of pictures of her and him onto a private or onto a public porn hub under the name Harper. You can look that up. So that's not illegal in any way, but it certainly could be compromising for a presidential family. So he's he everything you can think of, they've uploaded those pictures under the name Harper. That's Hunter and how, Biden and his how, wife. How do you know this is true though? You see that you can see the pictures. They're, right, they're all have you gone through and looked at these pictures and confirmed that they're actually him? You you can one hundred percent see him. There there's not a doubt. And they're, they're on some people. public porn site? You, on Pornhub, you can go see him, but you can also just go to uh, actually uh, Jack Maxey is one of the guys. You could get the hard drive. He, I bet he'd give it to. You. He's offered it to Maggie Haberman the three hard drives. I bet you could go through it yourself. Use Why your friends. He just guys. uploaded it somewhere, and uh, 
made it available. You just put it on Twitter as much as you can. So this, I'll get to the salacious part. Yeah, but you, and then you just talk. said like they're hosting it on Pornhub. The, right. yeah, the pictures. The, right. So uh, why can't you put the rest of it up? You just on the, you know, I don't know, uh, mega.nz or something like that. It's on Twitter. You, so that that's what, well, let's not even worry about that because he's allowed to do that. Who cares? He, he can do whatever he wants. It's his own, whether it's his brother's dead wife or not, or his dead brother's wife, that's his business, right? Sure. And if he wants to upload pictures, who cares? This is just leading up to the story. The bad, we'll get right to the bad stuff. He is in a picture with his 14-year-old niece laying on the bed. And he's naked in his kimono, which he mentioned in the interview. Naked with, in a kimono? Uh, That's not naked. And Amy, you know, Amy Roback, he mentions that uh, opening his kimono. I was just thought it was strange that he was actually in a kimono. Fully nude. Now, that's just a picture. It is not Photoshop. But the accompanyingness is the text messages. He has all the text messages where she's complaining that the therapist is upset and doesn't want him to be around children anymore. So what he's done is he's FaceTimes her friends naked while smoking crack and her friends parents complained both in text messages both joe jill and i think the brother frank know about it their first thing is to shut down the girls that those are text messages from that hard drive the names are redacted of the of the of the niece but you can tell who it is because you can see the tittle the uh, dot in the eye and the length of the name Wait, that's his yep. how are the names redacted on the hard drive the, the the person that post no the person that posted it on Twitter because she was underage, okay at the time, fourteen. But he still posted pictures of her. No, the picture of her she's not naked she's just in the background. The other pictures which there are hundreds of, are Asian gals. Now they look really young, but I don't. But maybe because they're Asian and petite and they don't have makeup on, but they look they don't look eighteen they look eleven. Right. And well, let's let's kind of let's kind of take it as read that there's lots of salacious looking stuff and possibly illegal stuff on this hard drive. I mean, you're probably leading up to the 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 claim that you know it's well, we've already said that you think it was covered up by the intelligence services uh, when it came out uh, before the election with the New York Post and everything like that. I mean, that's essentially what the point that you're trying to make here. Well, yes, and I'll make another point too. So. That means Joe Biden knew that. That's that's ancestral pedophilia. That's a little strange. <laughs> um, but also, he was under the name of Peter Henderson. Do you know? Did you ever hear about that? Who was Joe Biden? Uh, Peter Henderson. I, I'm not familiar that's his with fake that. Name. That's his fake name, so that way no one refers to him. It's either the big guy or Peter Henderson. Uh, now, in what talk, context? We'll here, here's what's here's what's strange to me is Mick West, who you're a discerning person, doesn't mm-hmm. know all of this. That means that's how good that apparatus is, that those 50 intelligence officers, the Twitter, everybody can just crush that thing. And it goes nowhere. How is that possible? That's, well, I, that's- I, did, I did look into a bunch of it, and it, it didn't seem particularly compelling. And I think like really? the, the thing was, like, uh, isn't it a bit convenient in terms of timing when it all came out? Because it, it really it didn't seem like... Uh, like it was a genuine revelation of we just found this information and here it is. It seemed very, very targeted just before the election that they would release all this stuff and use it to try to well, win I, the I, election, essentially. I agree with you. Um, I, I really agree with you because it's the first thing I thought. There's no way. Who's going to leave three 
computers, right? And the guy's like blind or whatever the computer guy did. It sounded like a movie. But remember, I told you that a year ago. And don't forget that the Peter Henderson, the Harper, all that stuff, there's receipts for everything. And there's text messages for everything. So when Joe Biden, just the fact that he said he didn't know, he said everybody, nobody believed Joe Biden when he said he didn't know about Hunter because you can't go on a 12-hour plane flight and come home from you know, China with a billion dollars and not talk to your son about it. But there's receipts for everything. Right. When he said the Chinese, the, the Chinese, there, there is a, this is interesting. So what? to your point of it seems too good, Hunter recorded his own voice. He had all the text messages. I don't even know who puts a text message, how you link it to your hard drive. Why would you even do that for a backup, I guess, or the cloud? I don't know. Um, <laughs> why would you do that? Why would you? Well, here's one of the. Why would you have all this incriminating material on one hard drive he, and then you he, drop he it off says, somewhere? He says, Hunter says, in his own words, in his own text, that, you know, he's obviously got some problems. He, um, he was tired of making all the money and getting no respect from the family and said he was going to kill himself. In one text, he said he's tired of giving pops all the money. That's his words in a, a long text. I'm shortening it up. He also has a text where he took a, uh, his wife through the gun in the garbage in the street, and he was looking for it. So there's a lot going on there. He has a text, an audio, of saying that he was with the spy chief, who wasn't actually the spy chief, but he was head of a big part of the CCP, one of the richest men in the world, at his $150 million apartment, not house, apartment, and the guy disappeared the next day, and he's scared to death. Yeah, again, how, how are you verifying that these are genuine texts? Though? That's an audio. It's, uh, that is audio that audio. a stripper took with him. That's mm. his, his voice is on audio. So that same guy, So that and you're right, so how do you verify these things? So that same guy before, earlier, with the Southern District of New York, which we were talking about, was in legal trouble. So Hunter bailed him out with a million bucks, that same guy that disappeared years later, this rich guy. Same ties to, because um, he's with, think about he's with Jim Care, uh, Secretary Kerry's uh, son, his, his stepson Hines. He's in. He's that's the business, the hunter uh -huh. and Whitey Bulger's nephew. So you got the. <laughs> I mean, that's a combination. You got to laugh at all that, right, one, right? All right, no, it's it's like yeah, you can draw all these connections, and yet like Hunter Biden is like a, a checkered past and quite possibly a checkered position right now to a degree uh but you know you said like something was going to happen with hunter biden but we already knew back then that hunter biden had a bunch of problems and it's entirely plausible that stuff would come out and it's entirely plausible that people knew back then that stuff was going to come out if it's if it's something that uh whoever had access to back then but like here we are like a, a year after us making that decision but you made making that uh that you know, prediction but you made a whole bunch of other predictions as well so, you know, kind of what I want to talk about is, like, how you feel, like, you know, sure, like, some of it has come true in a way, but it's arguable as to whether it, it actually had any connection to what, what happened back then. But do you really feel that you have been, your position has been validated uh, by what happened around the Hunter Biden laptop case? I think how it was validated the most is watching the apparatus come out of the swamp and just crush it. Because we always knew about censorship, but to have intelligence officers, to have major news, NPR wrote a statement that it was false. And, of course, you know about the purge, 
it didn't happen to you, but I lost half my followers. And I don't, I mean, everybody's gone, you know, it, they just got whacked. Um, because, and that's interesting too, because Q, uh, it, uh, way ahead of that, uh, we'll talk about that too. They already talked about Trump getting quick, uh, kicked off Twitter and to lose all the, the Q stuff because the purge is coming and it did, but that's okay. Um, Ooh, what's the purge? But it's the apparatus, like, that doesn't shock you. Why would 50 intelligence officers lie about that? That's that's crazy, isn't it? I mean, that's that seems so. They're they're not going to arrest it. There's no punishment. What would be their no, motivation? No, I'd have to I'd have to check and see what that actually is about because I haven't uh, I'm not familiar with that. Well, let me let no, me but, just. And then there's a better question. I'm going to Google it right now. Huh? I'm going to Google it right now and see what the the scoop is uh, on that. Uh, ODNI is okay. the office that confirmed it with Ratcliffe. Uh, but so, 50 former intelligence agencies said that it was a Russian hoax is the tag that you look for. Okay. 50 intelligence statement, Russian hoax. Okay. Hunter Politico says, Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinfo, dozens of former intelligence officials. These are former intelligence officials. I think Brandon was in there too. Oh, they're all, yeah, they're probably former, sure. All of them. But big ones like Brennan. Yeah, let's see. And they said they believe that the recent disclosure of emails uh, has all of the classic earmarks of a Russian disinformation operation. So they didn't say it was false. They said it had all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. But they knew that wasn't true when they said it because the FBI had already had it for a year and a half. No, it, it does. Uh, I thought it had the, the, the hallmarks uh, of the Russian disinformation operation. And you can say that, and I understand the semantics of that. That is not how it was presented. It was presented as it was false. And so you shouldn't look at it. Even the day after uh, Radcliffe from the ODNI said it was real. And then people were saying, well, he's a Trump appointee. But then weeks later, and it is now absolutely confirmed 100% real, not Russian disinformation. Now, what the information means or what you do with it could be argued, but not the fact that it's real information. So how, how is it confirmed that it was not Russian information, disinformation? Obviously, some of the uh, things on the laptop were true because there are pictures of him and recordings and things like that. But how, how about the, the orchestration of the, the release? Uh, because, the, because the FBI has it. So they're, I mean, the FBI right. is intelligent. Yeah. So that, they, they, had, they had to finally come out and say, no, they've had it. It's not Russian disinformation. Yeah, but maybe like the original release was uh, an attempt at Russian disinformation, but more subtle. Oh, and oh, then they. What, Oh, was somebody else trying to do it? That's possible. If, no, I, I mean, the, the same people, the same people, I would, I would think. I mean, it, the, the guy with the laptop had it, but then, I don't know, eventually, like, uh, the guy with the laptop sent it to Giuliani, and then Giuliani just used it as he would, as, like, you know, dirt and uh, time well, to release. It, it, it is dirt, except for you would think that if there's children involved, that would be bipartisan. Like, that, that's what I was thinking. Like, okay. I understand the bribes and the politics and all that stuff. But when it's children involved, you think, and your own family, you would think that can't be bipartisan. And Joe knew about it. Now, maybe that's just a crazy family and that's just the way it goes. But then you've got Joe with the CCP. You've got him dead to rights. I mean, thousands of receipts, emails. You should get the hard drive and look at it. You should talk to Jack Maxey. He'd probably give it to you, all three of them, give you copies. I don't know if you want it on your computer, but. It's got all the receipts, all the backdoor deals, all the hotel receipts, do, everything. Do you have the hard drives? I don't, but that's the stuff that he's just put online. So why why don't you get them and try to verify it? I mean, it's like you're just trusting this guy by what he puts on Twitter? No, this isn't just a guy. This is the FBI that said it's real, and he's just posting it. Right, but the FBI isn't posting pictures and saying this is pedophilia. 
Well, pedophilia, so I will say this. There's no picture of him having sex with his niece, but he's naked in front of her smoking crack. So it's still a sex crime. When you say naked, what do you you mean exactly? Uh, Full frontal nudity. You can see his genitalia. His genitalia. Full genitalia, head to toe, straight down like this with the kimono wide open, standing with her on the bed. Now, that's one picture. Now, he's not having sex with her, so you... But it's still inappropriate for a 50-year-old man to be faced. And he's FaceTiming her friends, don't forget. But he's gotten in trouble with it because the wife said she was going to leave him. And that she couldn't believe he was doing it. And he said he would kill himself if she did that because then he would not be able to see his own children if she told. That's uh, I don't know if it's his wife or his dead brother's wife. I don't know what the relationship is. But the lady that he was having a relationship with. That is told to Joe and Jill because he says mother. Now, his actual biological mother was dead but she was dead a long time ago so if he's saying mother he's got to be referring to jill if it's recent right i would think that i don't know if that's confirmed or not but he's saying my mother knew and then there's text messages to joe and jill look up jack maxi i can actually send you several of those text messages um so that that's part of it but then there's the whole money issue too you know there's the whole uh chinese communist party and the missing million, you know, billionaire from China. There's got, there's going to be problems there. Yeah, but again, like you know, we're we're talking about these ongoing issues, and uh, you know, the, the whole point of this, uh, the whole point of this, this this uh, revisiting things isn't so much to say like what's the new situation now. It's to kind of look at like what happened over the past year, and like the the big thing that you know I think everybody wants to hear about is uh, Trump lost the election. And what I'm interested in here, you know, the, the the other stuff is, you know, like I say, it's ongoing stuff, and it will eventually come out in the wash. I think what 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 what's actually going on there. But you know, right now, you predicted that there would be mass arrests. You pre- predict there would be like a huge amount of release of information about systemic uh, financial corruption amongst the the elites of the country, and you predicted that Trump would win the election. And none of those things really happened. You so I did, really... I, did, I did predict that Trump would be elected. I, I said that myself. I did not predict mass arrest. In fact, I said, if you look back at our, our conversation, I said, I don't know about mass arrest. You, you predicted that it would happen sometime in the eventually, next five yeah. years. Yeah, uh, and so you, you, you thought, yeah, yeah, that, that okay. might not happen. It might not have happened. In the, so you and still think that mass arrests well, are well, coming down the pipe? It, possibly. I think Possibly. so. Possibly. That's a bit, I think it's, you kind of shifted your position there. You were like, no, no, I'll say, no, because if you look back at our conversation, you asked me specifically about mass arrest. And I said, I don't know about mass arrest. You said, will they be coming down the right. pike? And I said, I think so. Right. But I think I said five years. Uh, I said, I if in five so. years, yeah. I asked so, you, if in five years there are not mass arrests, will you still believe in Q? Yeah, and no. then you said, I'll be out long before that. That's correct. That's right. If and I said I followed it up with if I don't get continuing information, which I thought I have been, mm. right? So, so <laughs> and that's where we are now, right? So here we are now. I also, if you also look at um, talking about the money part of it, you saw a huge awakening of people realizing what happens to our money with that trillion dollar bill, and you saw people go what. When they're sending seven hundred million dollars to gender studies to Pakistan or whatever, but they have a nuclear power, you know, nuclear warhead programs, it doesn't make sense. Or studying amberjack or whatever, and we only got the six hundred dollars or the American people. I'm just saying, 
I don't think that was anything particularly new in terms of you know it finance. Is not new for you and I, but it woke up a lot of people that I only got six hundred bucks and you're sending all these millions of dollars to other countries. I don't think so. <laughs> I mean, we send Everybody millions of dollars to other countries anyway, and without giving people six hundred bucks. So okay. uh, well, I, I think a lot of people, and I think the other thing that woke people up was the um, when they shut down the stock market. You know, the whole the whole uh, the whole Bitcoin or the whole GameStop thing. Uh, really? You know, there was a lot to you know about that, right? Yeah, I know all about that, but uh, I that's not like you know I. So you're th- thinking that's like a revelation of financial corruption that's waking people up? Yes. I think people didn't know how it worked. And I think they didn't know where all our money was going. And now they're starting to go, oh, wait a minute, what? I think that's part of it. I really do. And, it, you know, it, 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 I mean, when they shut down, I don't know how the stock market works as far as if they ever shut it down before, but it was a shocker that they did and then limited what you could buy on those apps. It's not just the stock market. It's not just the money. It's all of a sudden now they're controlling your decisions because you're locked into the app. And then that's followed before that by the parlor getting taken down and they can't go on any site. So all of a sudden, if it's where cancel culture is cool now, it's no big deal. But when in, in the not too distant future, everybody's going to be plugged in. Like you don't be able to buy food or whatever without being in the system. If they cancel you, they could literally cancel you out of not just getting a job, but doing anything. So you know, going. You're talking here about Robin Hood. I'm worried about that. I'm just saying that's what you see the the progression. It's it's a slippery slope. It's cancel culture. No, I hear what you're saying, but I I, I really don't see this as being a significant thing. Like the Robin Hood thing was a, a big story. It was a it was a, a very fun story for a lot of people because it was like sticking it to the hedge funds. But uh, you know, then Robin Hood uh, putting restrictions on on trading. I mean, that was kind of like to protect themselves. They they were they're a relatively small brokerage. And they, they didn't have the money to cover all of the, the, the trades that were, were being done. So they had to had, put a limit on it. And you could quite easily have gone and bought, Robin, bought GameStop on eBay, not eBay, uh, E-Trade or, uh, or Wells Fargo or any of the other uh, brokerages that you use. Yeah, I, I'm just muting you because I'm getting some noise in the background. Okay. So I'm muting you myself when I'm not talking. Um, well, uh, TD America did too, because I have TD America. So TD America uh, limited it for several hours. You couldn't trade while that was going on. I'm just saying it's a little strange. Um, so let's, let's, let's move on from there then, if you'd like. Or wh- okay. where do you want to go from here? Because I, uh, I wanted to talk to you about uh, the Capitol, the 6th. All right. Well, let's, that was a pretty big deal. First of all, before we get to that, um, okay. well, I guess it's going to be incorporated in that. Do you think that what happened with Trump is part of what you would describe as the plan? Well, I I don't know. So I will say this. Q never said that Trump would be elected or reelected. I thought he would. Mm -hmm. I did. And I told you that. But there is nowhere in any drop that says that. So you would say to yourself, well, if, if Trump is such a big part of this, then why he would have to be reelected for it continue, right? Yes. So uh, if you say Q didn't literally say that he would be re, uh, would be uh, inaugurated again, so but I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. That yeah, puts yeah. a big hole in it. Yeah, because uh, me and most people who are, are nons, uh, followers of Q, uh, like Trump. Yeah, they they think that you know Trump was either either part of Q or was Q himself or at least uh, you know was was being helped by Q, and yes. so the fact that he went out 
is 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 a very bad thing. Now, uh, so you, you don't really have. Do you have an opinion as to whether it's more like it's part of a long term plan or it's a hiccup in the plan? It, it wasn't actually meant to be, and somehow the deep state managed to get Biden in. Which which do you think of those two things as the more likely thing? I want I want to almost split it down the middle because my first thought is, oh darn it, what is going on here? But you have to look at a few things too. So I, I would say I'm open to both possibilities on that at this moment. That either something happened, you know, and we didn't make it. You know, you had said something before I thought was funny. By the way, you said uh, I'm paraphrasing, but some you were somebody was going back and forth, and you said, "Well, at least I engage with you, knuckleheads." You didn't say it like that, but I pre I, pre- I appreciate you. Uh, I don't think I used the word knuckleheads. Yeah, no, I, but I, you did you did not use the word knuckleheads, but. I appreciate you engaging it with us. Um, so I will say what some people think has happened is that it's, it's absolutely part of the plan because there was a hiccup. So one of the things that puts a, and this is why I want to talk about the Capitol incident is people were saying that Trump did it and the QAnon shaman and all that stuff because they were trying to stop the, uh, the thing, but it, in all the Q posts, it really was Pence was supposed to betray Trump. That was part of uh, one of the, there were six markers. That was one of them. We didn't know when he was going to do it. So it wouldn't be anybody from Q wanting to stop that because that, and the reason, well, why would you want him to betray it is because then what we was looking for was discovery about the election fraud, which pulls that in. And we'll go back in a minute. So everybody thinks that no court, the courts look at the evidence and there's no election fraud, but no court has seen the evidence yet. It's all been standing. In fact, Lynn um, Wood, who's you probably have opinions on in Sydney. I do. Friday was their court date with the Supreme Court. It got delayed. And then today, but they will not look at it. So that means mm. nobody has looked at the evidence. It's only been from standing. So one of the things, the reason I mentioned that is one of the things that we they thought were going to happen on the 6th, not the riot and all that stuff, is that they, that they were going to uh, squash it. So then Trump could do discovery. That was the whole point. So he could present the evidence because then he himself would have a right to present the evidence because he would have standing because it's against him. Does that make sense? So that was the whole thought process. It just doesn't go with the narrative that we'd want to stop that is all I was saying. Right. So, yeah, well, that, that's a plan that I think kind of evolved after Trump lost the election is that he kind of deliberately did this to uh, make it look like it's election fraud. Or was that something that was uh, no, no, flooded no. before? That's just what people were speculating on. Right. No, no, absolutely. Um, do you, I, I saw you mention, um, do you still think that Antifa was weak as far as the part of the problem at the sixth? And I don't want to get too much in the sixth unless you want to. No, I, I, I've looked uh, uh, at the, the events of the sixth quite extensively and like, you know, watched many hours of video and yeah, there were a, a few people there who you could, vaguely describe as Antifa there's that one guy in particular the guy who was next to the woman who got shot but that's that's about it really uh, um, the, the vast majority you, of people are MAGA you, people and proud boys and whatnot so do you know who John Sullivan is uh no well I probably do but remind me that's, uh, that's the young black guy who is absolutely BLM and Antifa yeah, that's, that's the guy I was referring to. He's like the right. one, the one person <laughs> who no, you could say. But even he, he got kicked out of uh, BLM protest because he was too much of an agitator. Maybe, but do you know that CNN paid him thirty-five thousand dollars for his video? 
Uh, no, but I can totally believe it because it's a really good video. So. Okay. Um, do you know that he was training people to be agent provocateurs and that they were wearing MAGA hats? Uh, no, no, I don't. No. You can see it on his videos. But you, know, you um, can actually, if you look at the actual people who were there on that day, those people have all been identified. You know, the person who broke the window who got in was a proud boy. And no, he I'm, wasn't I'm, a, a MAGA guy. I agree guy. with you. Anybody that does violence, anybody that did that's an idiot and should be arrested and prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. Because even if you did it as a follower, you're a dummy. I agree with you. What do you feel about the on that incident, the mainstream media absolutely lying about that cop getting bashed in the head? Do you know that that was not true? Yeah, no, I, I know that the, there isn't a good evidence that links his uh, being hit on the head to his 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 death. Uh, but I think that's you know one of those narratives that gets established. I don't think they were lying. I think most of them just didn't really look into it that much, and they just kind of assumed that he was caught up in a violent incident and then he later died. Uh, and uh, there's some possibility that they, they might have been related. Uh, but I don't see that as being like a, a big conspiracy to cover anything up. Would you know that um, the, the reporters called the family the day after and the family said, what are you talking about? That the gentleman in question, the officer Sicknick, texted his brother after the you know, riots and said, I'm okay. And yeah. then later died in his own office. Well, that can happen and with uh, head injuries, though, unfortunately. He so. did not have head injuries. None. That's the whole point. The, uh, the, you can go in the medical report right now. They lied about that. Right, but there I is, think at the time, the, 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 they wouldn't have known that. Uh, they would have to yeah, do the autopsy. They could. But think about this. The reporters called the family the next day and they told him the brother was alive afterwards and they still followed it and did not correct it until almost a week ago that's almost a month later uh, to let them know they, brought. They, they didn't say he died on the scene nobody was saying that they were saying that he was hit in the head with a fire extinguisher and then then died later but he was not hit in the head with a fire extinguisher uh at all at all zero head injury hmm. so they knew that I'm not sure about that. I think he, he was he was hit, but it, it wasn't perhaps wasn't thought yeah, to contribute that, that to I'll, his. I'll go 100 on. You can look that up afterwards. Yeah, um, we will. What do you think about? <laughs> I will. The, please. <laughs> I'm not trying. I'm not being real. I'm being funny. Um, I'm not being funny about the deaths. So they said five people died. Do you know about? I, I heard two of the police committed suicide. Is that correct? Do you know anything about that? Uh, I, I believe at least one did that I've heard of. Uh, yeah. It just seems strange that, you know, suicide's always strange, though it happens. And then the misnarrative about he got bashed in the head, because telling somebody that people bashed a cop in the head is way different from him dying from a stroke later, as far as anger but, towards the event. Uh, we do know that people were bashed in the head. <laughs> uh, you know, just I agree. The, the, the rioters were fighting the cops and the, some cops got hit over the head and there's, there's footage of a fire extinguisher being thrown and hitting a cop. 100%. And there's, there's also dead cops. Uh, I mean, it, just because you can't draw the line from one to the other, it, it perhaps makes it a bit of spin rather than uh, uh, you know, a direct case. Okay. But, you know, we're not arguing a case here. Okay. Uh, spin is, it, I guess it's, you call it spin. And then there's plenty of videos of people telling the cops, fully dressed with machine guns, to, hey, stop this, stop this, and they don't do anything. So yeah. then that makes where they're told to stood down. But we weren't there, and I agree the whole thing was a mess. What do you think about 
do you do you think that Trump incited it, or how does that work? Like they said he incited it from the speech, but then they kind of had to move the goalpost because it was pre-planned with some pipe bombs and things. Or what? What do you? What did you find out about? I, that? I think it was incited over a long period of time, and with the so speech the kind of being a culmination. That's what to I said. me, that's the second goalpost. That was the first was incited from the speech, and then they realized it was pre-planned. Then all of a sudden, they moved back to the original election fraud that kind of fervored it, right? Is that how it goes? Uh, I wouldn't say that that's goalposts that have been moved. That's just been the argument all along that uh, it's it's been a pattern of of what Trump's been saying. I I don't know if you saw, I I did a post which was a a skeptical call to arms, which I think I did back in uh, uh, either late November or early December. It would have been late November, and where I was talking about being very concerned about about Trump's rhetoric and the effect it might have, uh, I, I didn't you know, foresee the extent of, of violence, but it, it seemed very obvious to anybody who doesn't actually believe in this, right. this election fraud, fraud and everything that what Trump was saying is going to get people riled up, and we know that people get do actually take action based on these things. Uh, what do you? I, what do you think about them lying in Congress about those three pieces of evidence? Like, why would they do that then? Why would they, you know, there's several things they lied about. One was the blue check. One was the date. One was the fact they edited out. Yeah, I think I don't, I don't really understand what, what was going on there. That seemed a bit stupid because there was no need. It doesn't, it didn't right, help. Exactly. It didn't help them at all. So right. it, it seems more like a fuck up than anything else to me. Well, I, my quite my you know, conspiracy mind. I'm like, how all they're, they're the top lawyers in the world. Like, how do they not be prepared? They've been planning this for a long time. <laughs> and then why would they even present evidence like the uh, Charlottesville, you know, good on both sides that has been debunked? And they presented it, and then they obvious the obvious. I mean, everybody edits. They all edit to make it their side. But the obvious cutout of the you know, go peacefully was strange. You know, it just seemed weird. And yeah. then the blue check. Why would you need to do that? It well, I think, you know, in, in any case, when you present something, you can always go back and think, I should have done that differently, or that was that was a bit of a mistake. I mean, you can talk about mistakes on, on Trump's side uh, till the cows come home. There was all kinds of things going on there. And if you look at some of the mistakes that, uh, you know, you talked about Lynn Wood and uh, uh, Sidney Powell, <laughs> I think one of them did a, a lawsuit where they, they spelt uh, the some word, like precinct or something incorrectly three times in the same paragraph. So, you know, lawyers aren't, aren't perfect and they, they make mistakes and they, they may make very significant mistakes. And some of these things are done, done by, by, by staffers and on a time limited period. But like, like I said, these things didn't need to be done because all the evidence was, was perfectly reasonably there without them. So I think, you know, it's just perhaps them being a bit overzealous but why why do you think they would do it? Are you just thinking it's vaguely no, suspicious? It seems it's kind of like the Hunter Biden laptop thing. It just seems so strange. Like people at that level would, would right. But would, you're saying it's strange. But like let's let's go with that. Like it's strange, indicating what that there's some kind of secret hidden coded message here, or just that they're no, incompetent, no, or, or what? Just deceit, just to make it look worse than it is. The simple lying about the evidence. But if you do something like you know change the date on a tweet. Uh, have the wrong date on a tweet. How is that helping your case if it's going to come out as being a lie afterwards? Right. Well, either is uh, repeating the Charlottesville lie that has been debunked for since right after it happened. Yeah. You see, the thing about the Charlottesville thing, uh, this is something I talk about in my book, is that a, a lot of the people who are liberals don't realize 
that most conservatives feel that that's been debunked. They think it's a a yeah slam dunk case that Trump was praising Nazis at the time, even though like uh, in that speech he says there are good people on both sides, and then basically said except for the Nazis and the white supremacists. Uh, and most most liberals, when you talk to them, they, they don't see that. They just see you know, that Trump was praising white supremacists because that's kind of the, the, the narrative, the spin that's being put upon it. And I think that's so per- pervasive that even the lawyers preparing the case um, may still think of it that way because you know, they, that's just the way everybody feels about it. There's the other one where Trump is, 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 is mocking, he's waving his hands around mocking uh, a disabled guy. And that's the same kind of case again. Uh, and that most conservatives feel that has been debunked because there's, there's more footage of, of Trump doing the same thing with Ted Cruz and some other senator. And so they say that's, that's been debunked. But one side isn't aware of what the other side is thinking. So everyone, everyone says, I don't understand why that wasn't the end of it. Uh, when, of course, the conservatives are saying, you're all just sheep uh, being led by the liberal media. Uh, and neither side is really fully comprehending where the other side is coming from. But you're in the halls of Congress presenting it, too. It's not like you'd on CNN. Think, you know? You'd think, but uh, these are just people who are presenting it. And okay. All uh, right. it doesn't mean that they are like gods. They're still going to make mistakes and perhaps still uh, go with the spin, even though they, they might know that it's, it's a bit of spin because they know it's generally accepted uh, spin. So they just they just go with it anyway. Okay. All right. We're moving. We're, we're doing pretty good. We're covering some stuff. Can we briefly touch election fraud? Sure, yeah. Just Love briefly. it. So you seem to have a good uh, handle, or you've been looking into it, right? I mean, I've seen some tweets and posts. So from our side, or what, the people that think there could have been an election fraud, I agree with you that no, um, no great evidence has been fully presented yet. I agree with that. So the verticals that they use is one is just legislative. In other words, they changed the laws in the 90-day period, and they weren't allowed to because the legislators have to do that. That was one. What Have you heard about that? Yeah, and that was actually addressed in the, the hearings after the riots. I, I remember watching them because it was so compelling at the time. I wouldn't normally watch these things. And uh, I think one of the senators stood up and made that argument that it wasn't uh, – uh, uh, in line with the state constitution, and then the senator from that state also stood up and then explained why it was in line with okay. the state constitution, and the courts have ruled that it was legal. So I, I don't really see that as being uh, you know, a good argument uh, for okay. election fraud. Uh, what about uh, the, I guess they call it a quality of transparency, where you're supposed to have people watch, you can't board up the building, you can't ask people to leave. Mm. What about things like that, where people, lots of people have said that happened to them? Yeah, I think if you look at the individual cases there and, you know, look at the not just the people who are banging on the doors outside asking to be let in and look at the actual timeline of events, uh, there's there's quite a few accounts of these. Uh, Most of the time, there were more than enough uh, people in the room. And in fact, the the times when people were locked out were generally because there were too many people. They were like over uh, the, the number of people who could be in there. And, uh, and if you look at what they would have actually seen in that room, you know, it only takes really one or two actual observations of fraud to demonstrate that fraud is happening. And you've got these 
tens of thousands of observers around the country looking for it, and you really didn't have uh, any kind of you know, slam dunk case of here is somebody changing a ballot. Uh, you have these yeah. kind of like anecdotes uh, from people, and I think a lot of the time it's people not really understanding what they're seeing, but you've got so many observers. The election workers themselves are generally uh, bipartisan, and in certain cases where they're doing things like curing ballots, where they, they take a ballot that that's, can't be read by the machine or it's uh, otherwise unclear and they have to determine what it is, they always do them in bipartisan pairs. Um, and there's bipartisan observers nearby. And it's it's generally on camera as well. You know, it's not on camera to the extent you can actually read the person's name on the, on the ballot envelope or, or look at the votes, but you can see what people are doing. So there's a huge amount of scrutiny. And I think if there was this kind of systemic election fraud, it would come up. But then you've got things like Donald Trump making claims about suitcases under tables, which were completely and utterly and blatantly false. These weren't suitcases. And I, I've seen both sides of um, the boxes. I, I, ha- you, I heard you say that it was debunked. It looks like they're pulling ballots out of the, you know, they the video. Are, where but they- if you watch the entire video, which was posted, the entire five-hour video, you can see them put them under the table as well at the end of the day because they're about to go home. They put the, the two people, they put them under, they tag the boxes with a seal. They're actually official ballot boxes, and they're designed to, uh, to have the, the little ballot carrier thing it bobs like in. After the other people left. Like, yeah. it looked like the people left, and they, is that correct? Well, directed? you say the other people, but yeah, I mean, there's, some people had left at that point. But what happened was uh, they got a call from the governor, I believe, uh, because they were unhappy with the vote being shut down for the evening because you know, everyone's really tired. They're going to go home and finish off the next day. And so he tells them that uh, they're going to continue counting. So they go, ah, crap. And then they go over and they pull the things back out again. The exact same things that they put back there uh, earlier. And then they just carry on doing exactly what they were doing before. It's the same people who were there earlier. I, two, two last little, or three little things. On that. So then just because you brought it up, did you find it strange? Like, did it seem like it was coordinated, like the election just stopping, like in those key states? Or is that just because it was a crazy election? Uh, it all but, stopped at that period of time. Or is that just spin? I I think... Do they stop elections? I don't ever remember that. Now, I could be wrong about yeah, that. Yeah, no, they, they, they do. Like, people, they they don't go without sleep for three days solid until everything is... is 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 fixed they just they stopped for the night which was always a thing that they planned to do i think they actually uh they got a little bit less done than they planned in that particular one with the boxes because of uh uh there was like a two-hour delay in the morning because of the the leak uh that flooded the the room uh but they yeah i don't think anything anything suspicious there because your options are to keep counting through the night or stop counting at some point and then continue counting in the morning. And there's really no great difference between those two things. So I don't, I don't think there's any big coordination there. Okay. Um, on the, um, on the, I don't know, I call it voter fraud or election fraud, like the actual, like dead people voting out of state people voting, mm-hmm. yeah. people voting like actual, uh, anomalies in for, for the voters themselves or people voting twice, that sort of thing. Is you think there's enough evidence there? Or do you think that? No, there's almost no evidence there. <laughs> I mean, like, uh, they, they, there's this long list of saying, like, you know, 1,400 dead people voted here and 2,000 out of state people and uh, 
so many felons and everything. there's no evidence whatsoever of these things. If you actually go and you think there's no evidence because they said and they said they got those names. Yeah, well, there's there's, there's evidence, but what what they do is they they look at someone who voted and then they look up uh, someone who died who's the same age and then they say, oh, this dead person voted. But in a in a state, there's lots of people who have uh, the same name, and uh, of those, there are some who were born on the same year, and. Uh, out of the tens of millions of people who vote in a state, there's going to be some overlap. This is something I actually uh, was planning to do a little little Python program, a little a little simulation uh, to show this actually happened, but I never got around to it. But if it keeps coming up, I might I might do it again. But uh, it's essentially the expected number of of same name coincidences, and they look into these cases, like you know, because they publish the names. Like journalists and whatnot, uh, individuals have been looking into individual cases and trying to see did this dead person actually vote? And every time you pick an actual case, go in there and try and find that that person, their family or their address or whatever, you find out what the actual answer was. You know, there was one case where a woman voted using her husband's name because she's, traditionally she's like Mrs. John Smith or whatever she she went by. Um, or there's others that were just simply the same name as someone who died, which is by far the most common. So if you actually look into the actual cases rather than just these, you know, here's a bunch of names, let's join these names to these other things here, and like a few things will fall out where they line up, you know, there's nothing actually there. Do you think there's any statistical anomalies they keep bringing? I don't, I'm not a statistic. You probably know more than I do. Uh, what's the Benford effect or whatever? Yeah, Benford's law. Uh, that's just nonsense. It's, it's, there's a very good uh, explanation of why it's nonsense by a YouTube channel called Stand Up Math, uh, which sounds like a comedy channel, which it kind of is, but it, it, it does a very serious video. He's a mathematician uh, about why Benford's law doesn't actually apply. And the funny thing is, if you look at Benford's original paper where he suggested this law, this this type of thing, uh, the uh, an election with a relatively small number of people that uh, was unevenly divided, I think, between two people, because we were looking at cases where the, there was a big swing between uh, uh, Biden and Trump. He specifically, Benford himself said it doesn't apply in this case, because you need to have uh, an even distribution of lots of, of figures, and you don't get that in this case, so you get a different type of distribution uh, which is exactly what you would have expected in with this case. So, so no, that doesn't apply. And there's other things as well. I can't remember them off the top of my head, but uh, statistical things that are, are claims no, no, to be highly no, improbable, no, which which aren't. No, no real statistical anomalies if you look at it in the right. Well, well you, you see this thing. There's always statistical anomalies. Like if I mean, you uh, if you toss a coin. It. A hundred times, you you might get heads like five times in a row, which is a statistical uh, anomaly. Like, uh, significant anomalies where you could say there's a pattern of anomalies that were controlled. No, no I do not think so. I don't think that's been demonstrated at all. And I think where people have brought things up, like uh, Doctor Shiva, uh, mm-hmm. this guy who did all these these videos. Now he, he you understand? I mean, is he is he did he invent email? Is he that guy? No. He seems. No, he didn't. Him, he he invented an email program uh, a few years after email itself was it was invented. Uh, is he, he a, a credible person? He's, I mean, because he said they say I don't know him. They say he has degrees at MIT or he uh, seems and he seems uh, like yeah, he has he, he's a smart guy to a degree. Uh, but no, he's not that smart because you know, the very first set of videos he did, which I, I looked into quite extensively, he was showing 
you know, there was a graph that went down and he was saying that he expected it to go across when in fact you actually expect it to go down. There's actually no way it can go straight across. And I, I did this very complicated uh, JavaScript simulation thing that you that can was, do. That was above my pay grade. I did see it. <laughs> I didn't yeah. understand it. And, you know, it's very difficult to explain. But the thing is, because it's so difficult to explain, uh, most people won't understand this. I mean, most people have trouble uh, understanding you know, basic algebra and things like that. And you, you, you show them like scatter plots and things uh, like that. And it's it's very difficult for them to understand. So so what we've got now, we've got Dr. Shiva, and people say, hey, he's the smartest guy in the room. Look, there's a New York Times article, and they said that people who work with him said that he's generally the smartest guy in the room. And he's a mathematician, and he's done all this analysis, and look at these graphs, and whoa, this graph goes like this. Surely it should go like this, he says, and it doesn't. But uh, So they believe him because, one, yeah, they want to believe that there is election fraud because they think that how could Biden possibly win? He's a boring guy in the basement and Biden and Trump had all these rallies. So Trump obviously should have won. And two, like they, they, they're bamboozled uh, by, by this guy who is, who's just puts, putting up long videos uh, with, and showing graphs and talking a lot of big words, which they don't understand. But if you actually get people who do understand it, to look into it. And again, uh, stand up math, has a video explaining this this particular thing as well. I, mean, I did one myself, and I did my little simulator, and lots of other people have done the exact same thing, and they find the same thing. The graph goes down, it goes down for Biden, and it goes down for down for Trump. It doesn't. It's just a function of the way he did his his analysis, which was a kind of a weird comparison of percentages, uh, which is kind of another story, but it's, it doesn't really work like that. But but no, there is no good. Uh, scientific uh, mathematical basis of statistics that back up election fraud and I, I really don't think there's there's any good evidence of widespread election fraud and I think when you talk about the the evidence not being presented if the evidence was there you're not going to just take it to court because it's a bit late now if the evidence was there take it to law enforcement it's not like there's no law enforcement agency in the entire country that won't look at it. You, know, you can take it to Sheriff Joe Apio or, or whatever his name is. The, uh, uh, there's lots, lots of people who are uh, Trump supporters who are in law enforcement who, who might look at it for you. But, uh, but you know, the evidence isn't there. The reason they generally did not present evidence in court was that the evidence does not stand up to examination in court. Well, do we know that? I mean, from, I'm not arguing with you. Every article I've seen is they've lost the from standing. They never got to present the. No, there are actually some cases where they presented the evidence and well, they said two the, that I know of. They're still going forward. Not Lynn and Sydney, but two like one in Michigan and one in Wisconsin. There's, that are a, there's another one where they said the the uh, the case was dismissed on its merits, which means okay. based on the evidence. Right. Okay. Let me ask you this. Let's get to the sexy part. What about the machines? Hmm. Do you think because uh, I guess some of the people in the machines they said they could not hook to the internet yet they do is that problematic? Uh, the guy well, straight out said they do not hook to the internet and yet they do. So how, the, do, you, how do we do that? Yeah, I, I don't think the ones that they were using are hooked up to the internet. I think it's possible to make a machine be hooked up to the internet, but that doesn't mean that they actually were hooked up to the internet. Um, you would have to, you, have, to uh, have the modem you know installed. Who Yvonne Pulitzer is? Have you followed him? Who? Yvonne Hutton Pulitzer. Uh, no. He is. Um, he's credited for 
the QR code or scan technology, but some people say he didn't create that, but he's got 330 patents. Uh, it sounds a bit like uh, Dr. Shiva. He does. He, uh, he spent uh, several million dollars. All he wants to do is audit a machine. He wants to forensically audit on TV live with both people, and he has not been able to do that. He spent almost $2 million just trying to get a machine and let everybody look at it. In the manual, he says in the manual, it says they hook to the Internet. He says you can open it right up and see Ethernet ports. He says on live TV, he hacked it through a smart thermometer on the wall, a thermostat. All right. So why didn't he just demonstrate that then? Why can't he? You know, people say they, they have hacked into these machines. Yeah, you, know, you never see these actual, the actual them doing it. Why don't they actually do it and do a forensic uh, analysis of what they actually did and then present that to the FBI and stick a YouTube well, video up at the same time? He's, he's actually, uh, he had a lawsuit in Arizona. You can look it up, and they were close to getting it. He also wants to scan the paper, the actual paper. He says he has technology that he can tell if it was a human that wrote it or a machine and if the paper had been folded oh, as yeah. it being a mail-in ballot or not. And then does but, he explain what this technology is? He's just scan technology that he's – he says his technology supposedly is in every smartphone and everything. So he's not uh, like a joke guy that like he created. Uh, so you're saying a smartphone has technology to, de- to decide whether it's human no, no, or – No, no, scan, like QR code, scanning technology oh, yeah, itself. Yeah. Okay, like, right. So, yeah, he's he's the QR code guy apparently. So right. uh, he's claiming – He's claiming that there is some technology he has developed that can detect whether – it was filled in by a machine or a human? Yes. Well, wouldn't you better tell us by looking at it? I guess with looking at it with a computer and also... Uh, well, looking with your eyes. Control. I mean, like, uh, how, how does a robot fill in a machine, uh, fill in these little little circles? Well, I imagine it would be some sort of printer. See, you know, the reason I'm asking these questions is that um, what, I, what I see with things like, you know, there's like Mike Little. Is it Little? Mike Lydell? What's his name? The pillow guy. Uh, Mike Lindell. 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 Mike Lindell uh, did a presentation a while back, uh, which he said was 100% proof of election fraud. And he was like, he put up this big spreadsheet. It was on a screen behind him. And you could, you could kind of read it a little bit, but not very well. But it was basically a list of IP addresses, MAC addresses, which is like the, the kind of the serial number of the, the network adapter. In the, in the computer, and then some other uh, IP addresses and MAC addresses, and then they, they resolved to what they actually were, and then they said this is evidence, 100% proof of uh, of election fraud. So if you've got this 100% proof of election fraud, why don't you release it? Uh, all he did was he made a video of him standing saying, look, 100% proof over there on the wall behind me. You see, there's a number, there's another number, and we got this from somewhere... And it proves 100%. But if it did, if it did prove 100%, all you would have to do would be just uh, write it up, package it all up nicely, explain where exactly he got these numbers from, explain what they mean, explain how he knew that this resulted in 1,800 votes being transferred from Trump to Biden and what the underlying stuff was. But no, all we get is this kind of high-level overview of these high-level claims. And it's the same thing with, with what you were talking about earlier you're getting you're getting this vague claim that oh yeah i can hack it with a thermometer in the wall because thermometers have 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 unix in them or whatever uh but does he actually demonstrate this and prove it did you um do you you know who peter navarro is uh i do i'm gonna yes he he did a a 
document listing a whole bunch of these claims. He did three of them. So, but he's he's uh, he was um, Trump's guy, but he also um, he's not he um, he put together Operation Warp Speed. He's like a real dude. He wrote a book about China and finance. He's a mm-hmm. he's a, a financial. Yeah, yeah. He supported Trump uh, in his claims of election fraud. Yeah. So he he wrote three reports that kind of do that. Uh, what you were just talking about. So they you don't, don't, though. They don't. If you look into them, like if if they were reports that actually were proved election fraud, you can take them to the FBI. You could take them to a, a friendly cop and get somebody arrested. But they, they don't. They're just the same type of thing. They're just these these baseless claims that have been repeated over and over again. It's the same things uh, being repeated, or some some new thing, some new supposed statistical analysis, which is complete nonsense. But no actual real evidence. So we're gonna. So you're saying, um, as far as there there was no machine. Uh, I don't want to use a bad word, uh, messing around in any machines as far as that goes. And no foreign, like when they were showing the foreign uh, infiltration, that that didn't happen or that's showing something else that they're just saying that's what it was. I think that's probably just just showing, uh, yeah, just just normal internet traffic, like perhaps at some some hub somewhere. Uh, And I I don't know if it's showing even actual connections, but they, they don't even explain it. See, if it, if it was real thing, the evidence wouldn't be just like, here's a list. It, the evidence would be like, here's a list and how, this is how we obtained the list. This is the actual packets that we observed. This is how the votes were changed. But I think what, what they're doing is, is just something like they're, they're looking at all the internet traffic going through some ISP somewhere. Uh, they're seeing when two computers are connected in some way they might not even be directly connected they might be both accessing uh you know a server in uh you know one of google's servers somewhere at the same time or something like that just a loose connection and then they're saying at that time uh biden's votes went up a bit more than trump's votes because you know biden was was winning um and then they're just then then they're claiming this is evidence what do you think about what do you think about like I don't know you said I don't know if you watched the whole thing because you said you'd watch the end which was the part you're talking about um, what about like the people that are on there that say they're part of CISA like they were part of a cyber warfare group in the past and they know about these things and were prepared to watch this because of what happened in Texas in 2016 whatever so what is the credibility of those people that, that it's not just what I'm trying to say it's not yeah. like Mike Bell, the pillow guy saying it he got no no you could get John what's his name McInerney uh, the former general, and uh, you've got Michael Flynn, and you've got Donald Trump, you've got the President of the United States making these claims. Like it's not just like little Joe Blow making the claims; it's very high-powered people. But that, yeah, it doesn't mean that they're true. You know, Trump saying a bunch of stuff doesn't mean that it, it's actually true. And Trump, the, you know, the vast majority of the stuff Trump was saying, and say that the call with Brad Raffensperger was demonstrably false, and they they held a presentation the next day and explained in great detail why it, why it was demonstrably false. So uh, just because you can get a few people to come forward and say stuff uh, like I think this has all the hallmarks of something, you know, you you were dismissing you know, people saying that earlier because they were they were experts. But uh, I, I wasn't dismissing it. I was uh, saying that they were purposely yeah. uh, squashing it. And I, I, yeah, I think um, I think people here are purposely misleading about the election results. I think a lot of people do actually genuinely believe it. I wouldn't be surprised if Trump himself genuinely believes that he won the election because he was kind of surrounded by people who were telling him this. 
but I think there's also a lot of people who who know that he did not, and they're just basically acting like prosecution lawyers and trying to to make the case that he did and doing it a little bit disingenuously, and some people very creatively and uh, uh, almost crazily, like the people like like Lynn Wood, like Lynn Wood is completely is a crazy dude. He's he's not. Uh, He's constantly rambling on about all kinds of things uh, that yeah, uh, he, he yeah, was saying were going to happen, and then he walked them back and saying it was hyperbole later. He does. He, he is a defamation lawyer, so he probably knows how to walk the line for sure. Um, and, uh, so, in your mind, there's no election fraud or not none worth talking about. I, mean, I think that there, there is not. Ma- there isn't evidence of massive election fraud. I mean, there's always. No, we, we, the reason we, the reason I'm, I'm not, I, I, I don't want to call it massive because we're not claiming there's massive that it's targeted. Like you only really need a few counties to make it work, so it's not like everywhere. Right. You, uh, you, but uh, Trump thinks he won the popular vote, and yet he lost the popular vote by well, seven million votes or something like that. So that is massive election fraud. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, let's move. Can we move on to the next thing? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can we talk about the virus? Oh, yes. I love the virus. Well, I don't love it, but I love to talk about it. And, and, and when we're talking about it, anybody that's been negatively affected, we're just chatting about it. I understand. I'm in Florida. We're, we got it pretty easy down here, but I understand a lot of people have it really hard. Um, what do you think about masks? Do you think there's any science whatsoever behind wearing a mask to stop a virus? Uh, yeah, I do. I've got one right here. I, I wear it whenever I go out. Um, I think it's something that... It, it shifts the balance and that if people are wearing masks, then there's, it reduces the overall spread of the virus. Uh, I think it's entirely possible to get the virus, even though you're wearing a mask. And there is probably some situations where it's statistically quite difficult to tell whether it's actually uh, helping or not. But I, I think the science is, is fairly good in, in indicating that it, it does actually help. This is my understanding well, of the, the matter. I've never, I, I've never seen any science on it. That's why I'm asking. You haven't. <laughs> and, uh, I, I owned a couple of medical clinics, and in the industry we're in now, we deal with waste, so we have to take infectious control classes. Uh-huh. And way before the virus, you had to take a couple of years. They always told you never wear a mask unless you have to, and the mask is only to prevent you from drooling on the other person. It's not a, it's not a barrier, a necessary barrier if you're in, in an affected area. Well, science, thing, science disagrees. Well, I, I don't think it does. I mean, because it says on a, you know, basically a virus is pretty small. I mean, and and what kind of mask? People are wearing bandanas. They're making their own. Um, also, you have the issue of, and I'm not arguing what you're saying. What I'm saying is, say they do work. People are wearing the same mask. They're disposable mm-hmm. in the pocket. Um, but the other thing is you're not supposed to sanitize your hands all the time either, unless yeah. you've been exposed. That's really bad to do. Yeah, and that's something that's actually, I think people don't really do that so much anymore. Like right at the start, I remember everyone was freaking out, and I, I was like sanitizing my groceries when uh, when I got them. Water is great, but sanitization, it kills your own natural bacteria. It's not, they, when, in our offices, you only sanitize, you always use soap and water all the time, but you only sanitize. Right. Well, all right. These these are kind of minor points that we're talking about here, like you know, soap and water. So, but yeah, but like, are you are you leading towards a, a bigger point that there's a, a the some bigger kind of point is big conspiracy? If there's, if there's no science, what's that? I'm sorry. Is it a big conspiracy? No, I think a, a conspiracy. I think that 
there's no science behind a mask helping. Hmm. So you think I, that's I, just a mistake, or is it big mask? Big. Big sorry, mask. Sorry, big mask. Like the, the the mask makers are trying to make everybody wear masks, which obviously is ridiculous because masks are so cheap that uh, it wouldn't make any difference. But no, what what no. do you think is the reason for them telling you to wear a mask? To make it look like statistically and visually that we have a really, really, really big problem hmm. that could be solved. All I'm wanting is the truth about it. So In you think other words, a PR move essentially. To- Maybe. I don't know if that's the right way to describe it, but you could say that. Um, if it's the truth, it's, you're about the truth. You're always about the truth. And if the truth doesn't fit, well, then it doesn't fit. And so, you know, do we have, do we know about social distancing? Does that work? And you know how people get. You have to wear the mask into the restaurant, but you take it off at the table. Like, none of that looks like science to me. Well, we don't it even have indoor dining here in uh, in California, so... <laughs> But, but then you look at the stats of how California's doing versus like Florida that's wide yeah. open. You see some of those things. We have an older population too. Yeah, I'm not trying Sweden. To Sweden has a different model as well. Uh, so it's, it's, it's complicated because you, you've got all these different populations. All right, now let's now back to the virus. Okay, so one of the things, right? So Trump mentions HCQ right from the start. As soon as he says the word, they crush him. Immediately I'm going, there's something there. And now they said there is after all this time. Uh, do they? I thought that yeah. that had been that just uh, came out. Past hydroxychloroquine it yeah. works. Yep. If yeah. if it's treated not later stages, but early stages, yeah, absolutely, just came out. So that was something they crushed. I remember Neil Cavuto from Fox just screaming that Trump's a murderer on TV for even mentioning it. Uh, I mean, he's a talk show, whatever. News. Hydroxychloroquine. Oh, here we go. For four weeks ago. Hydroxychloroquine may have some use to treat COVID after all. This was four weeks ago, though. Yeah, it was pretty recent. I heard about it about two weeks ago. People with mild symptoms may be helped. Hmm. But certainly not going to kill them. Well, um, yeah, I don't think people said it was going to kill them. I think they were just saying that it didn't, oh, yeah, didn't really did. help. 100%. They said it was going to kill people. Neil, Neil Cavuto said okay. it. All the morning shows said it. But they're news people, so. Yeah. Um, and the Lancet report also, which was false. Um, then, uh, so we'll, we'll, we can go on from there. Okay. Uh, do, you, do you remember the lady that supposedly, the husband and wife that drank the pool cleaner or the fish bond cleaner? Uh, yes, I do. So that story is that that man was actually an academic with dementia, and his his friends and family said he never would have that no matter what was in it because he's not that stupid he was like a that she was trying to kill him and that's what the evidence said afterwards really so they never correct that story is what i'm trying to say there <laughs> yeah that was just like w- one couple though i don't think that's really a significant thing anyway well, it's like you know a guy tried to drive a train into a hospital ship it doesn't really mean anything on a statistical level it's, can, uh, can we talk about the hospital ships can we talk about cuomo oh sure <laughs> that's something that q did say uh, in may about cuomo and it, one, I mean, you can. I can even send what, you those. What did he say? That he was killing them old people. That they were doing that for the numbers. That he knew damn well that that was going to happen, and refused the hospital ship because it was drugs. And I, I got to tell you an interesting story now. So right after, I, for, for right after I talked to you a year ago, um, we got a call that one of those temporary hospitals was being built and they needed some special wastewater equipment that we have and we can design. And it was going to take them four weeks to get it where we could build it in a couple hours and get it to them. 
Mm-hmm. So I was doing my patriotic duty with my son, and we got to, got it to him in 20 hours, built it in two, and drove straight through to New York from here, from Florida. It went right into the middle of the hot zone. There's no, It was weird. It was like, I am legend. Yeah. No one on the road, and literally a red fox, like a <laughs> walking down the street. I'm like, in New York, like, what in the world? When we get there to that hospital, there was no one there, just workers. Now, why that was, I don't know, but it was beautiful. When I say hospital, these things are uh, like a football field, giant tents. Yeah. Um, and it was a little, very strange that there was well, no paper. They set up uh, these these large hospitals kind of expecting a surge. They did it here in Sacramento, the 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 arena, I can't remember what it's called, the Golden One Arena maybe, but the, they converted it into a hospital and uh, they never got used because we didn't get that surge at the time. We're getting it now, but it's more gradual. For the old people, why, why keep them if we knew? Do you find that, pro- uh, forget that, do you find it problematic what's happening with Cuomo? Uh, well, which bits that's happening with Cuomo now? Like the- that it looked like he lied about the stats. You know, the staff, his staff is saying that there was a miscommunication or a lie. Yeah, I, I must admit, I, I haven't really been following it. I'm aware that, like, people say that like, lots of people died in nursing homes because he was allowing oh, well, uh, coronavirus is, patients in. The story is his staffer said that they lied about who died there or died in the hospital. Like, they mm. they were kind of, like, on their way dying to the hospital, but said it was in the hospital. It was really because they were living at that those centers. I mean, they yeah. died because of being exposed at the center, not just being an old person that died in the hospital. So even though they died in the hospital, like 15,000 people, the cause of death was from the uh, home. That's a pretty big story right now, but that's just developing right now. Yeah, I haven't really been following that. And uh, to be honest, like uh, things like that, uh, you know, there's going to be a lot of spin on either side and the actual statistics are kind of going to be hard to... But this this to, was to, his own staffer who... Um, didn't really even want to say it. I think she was uh, either somebody called her out or hacked, not hacked her, but listened in on her. She, but she had to admit it afterwards. But I don't yeah. know if that was her intention to uh, to do it originally. All right. Well, we're coming up in an hour and a half, so let's let's kind of try to wrap this up a little bit. Okay. Uh, <laughs> oh, I had a couple things. Real quick. Couple couple quick wrap ups. Let's see. We covered quite a bit of stuff. Can we do a quick two minutes on UFOs? No, sure, yeah. Um, are you going to be able to interview Lou Elizondo? Have, uh, that's the plan. Let me see if uh, if, if uh, Zach has got back to me yet. Zach was going to hook me up. Uh, Lou Elizondo uh, was on Zach Sikis Shikis. I don't know how to pronounce his name now. Zach's uh, podcast and uh, uh, asked he asked Lou Elizondo if if uh, he would come on my show and he said yes and then there's going to be an email exchange at some point which hasn't happened yet but uh, there's no rush but i feel fairly you, confident that he will happen did you see the video that he just released it's probably 30 seconds long he's doing a different interview and he says they have video of 50 feet away yeah that's the one on uh peacock's new show it's the nbc thing and i do i i, I recorded it i have it here and he says it's out of the cockpit what I think is going on there is, uh, well, let's see. So, someone else said they saw that same video and they were asked what it looked like. And they said, just light. 
and he claims it was the same video. But if it's you know, it's it's a very vague description. I kind of feel like he might be kind of conflating it with the eyewitness reports from the E2 Hawkeye. Uh, in the Nimitz encounter where they said they saw it fly by at uh, wing tip length uh, from the plane a wings a wings length from the plane uh, but I, I don't know so well one of the things he, when they first came out with TTSA before that fell apart they had said they had 33 videos and yeah. that got disappeared and he never heard about it again so yeah you know, I, do they I, have I believe him when I see him I mean you yeah, can talk to him about that. videos until the cows come I'm, home I'm but I'm yeah. with you on that. Um, also, um, you know, we have the 180 days till the Pentagon does. I know you think that's probably not going to be too much. It's always I, 180 I was, days, isn't it? It's like no one's actually <laughs> doing the countdown. I think it's probably more like 150 days now. Oh, see, I think even, closer, even closer. I'm saying the, yeah. the, the report that came out. What what day will um, that be? Should, someone should work out what day that will be and then say the uh, whatever it will be, like the August uh, revelations. Well, what's interesting to me, uh, kind of like this would be more on your side, is when they present that article, they say right, I mean, through the whole thing that we are studying material, right? But then there's this little catch. It's like, it's not that they're saying it. They're saying that they know somebody who said it. Right. You know what I mean? And then all of a sudden there's that slight disconnect. So then is it alleged from the person or do they are they contacting the Pentagon? Is the Pentagon saying that? That was really confusing. I've read that several times. Yeah, again... Like- uh, I Something. believe it when I see it. It's, it's people keep talking about things like Jacques Vallée and uh, yeah. his his buddy scientists yeah. are studying yeah. this. Uh, can't remember his name now. Nolan maybe. Uh, but the yeah they, they they've got some material. But the thing is, like people send in material and say, "I found this after I saw a UFO." it doesn't necessarily mean there's an actual connection to an alien spaceship. It just means this is something that somebody found in a field after they saw some, some lights flying around. You think or, you know, talking about him and Bigelow, or do you think they have their own stuff is what I'm asking. Like the article made it sound like Pentagon had their stuff. No, or is that I, I think to Bigelow and valet. Uh, I believe actually that there was a clarification issued recently and what the Pentagon was talking about was uh, like their own research into uh, exotic materials as in exotic materials that they were making as the Pentagon you know, makes things like that for use in things like fighter jets like the, the, the stuff like you can do away with wires if you have a metamaterial that can communicate internally things like that you know things that would be useful on a plane um but they the the pentagon as far as i know has not said in any regard that they are studying uh remnants of downed craft from uh other planets or even anything that vaguely is like that so do you think the pentagon report is just it's just going to probably be a rehash of kind of their programs of what they've done and just kind of describe what they were looking at i hope we already know. i hope the pentagon report the 180 day report is something of a clarification uh, as to what they think uh what you know what what we're talking about basically what is this subject of uaps and i suspect they will talk about uh, the more mundane forms of UAPs in terms of like drone incursions into military bases. They'll talk about kind of mid-level interestingness, which is like foreign drone incursions, uh, like uh, coming into their airspace, like things launched from submarines. And then they will talk about uh, possible speculative 
you know, ex- unusual exotic drones, essentially, uh, which possibly could inform include some kind of new form of propulsion. Uh, but this this will all be in the context of it being you know some kind of foreign adversary threat, and then they might also talk about the fact that pilots sometimes can't identify things, and so we have an issue there because they're unable to identify things for a combination of uh, you know, physiological and psychological and technological factors, uh, and they'll talk about what they can do to improve that situation, like they will do with anything else like that. So that's what I think will be in the report. And just a couple of last things. Did you wait, uh, did you see where Joe uh, where uh, Elon was on Joe Rogan and just denied knowing anything about I the TikTok? Yes, <laughs> I laughed when I saw that. <laughs> you know, the only thing I thought was I'd never done a podcast except with you, right? Yeah. And I remember the first time uh, we did it. There's some things I didn't say because you were about to say them. Like I wasn't, you know what I mean? Like it's just being courteous. Like who was he just saying that so Joe could just tell the story? Like, no. Was he actually saying, I don't know anything about it? No, Elon Musk, I think, was quite uh, straightforward there, and he was genuinely saying he doesn't think that there are alien visitors no, to this planet. He's never heard of it. I know he said that, but yeah. he said he's never heard of he it. Says, he said that, I think I would know. Those were his words. Now, he's, he's a guy, he's the richest man in the world, owns like the perhaps the most successful space uh, exploration technology company in the world, Uh has lots of people who report to him. He has ties into the military, into NASA. Uh, and yeah, I think he's right. He would know. So either he's lying or he hasn't seen any good evidence. He wasn't familiar no, no, I, with, with Fravor. I, uh, no, I, I agree with you, but he said he hadn't heard of it. Are you yeah. saying that was, I mean, heard of the, like saw the videos or anything? Like he, the three TikTok videos. He said, he also said, and I, I quote, he said, uh, if they're here, they're being subtle. I don't think he said they're here, but he said they're being they're being subtle. So he's he's basically saying that they're not leaving any evidence. So he I no, I know, but I understand that. I agree with you, and I laugh when he said subtle too. I'm saying is he originally said like in the conversation that he'd never heard of those videos. Yeah. Is that possible, or was he just being polite in conversation? No, like, that's very possible. That's very possible. Uh, you think that's possible? Yeah. Like, my, my grandmother has heard of that stuff. Yeah, I know. It's it's, it's popular culture. Uh, the thing is, that's that's essentially all that it is. Uh, the okay. people who are in the UFO community, like yeah, you included probably, like and, and me to a degree, get a, a skewed perspective uh, as to what the world thinks and what people, you know, what, and then building on what the world thinks, what do people in academia think and what do the military think and what do the leaders of, of, of business think? And they don't think about the same things that you and I do and most of them do not think well, about sure the UFO problem. Yeah, yeah. And I think I mean, he, he just doesn't follow it because you know he's not going to watch Tucker Carlson interview David Fravor. He's got much better things to do than, than do that. And he's not going well, to watch... Uh, an overall awareness of the videos and what was out there. It just seemed like he dismissed like he didn't know it all. But I don't know that he did that either. It could have just been a, the way he was conversation. But you're saying... Yeah, I, I, my, my feeling is that that's what, what happened. Uh, and he, he seemed like he genuinely, to me, did not know. And I speak from someone who's done lots of podcasts. Oh, right, yeah, yeah, right, exactly. Exactly. Okay, that's what I was asking. Okay, well, I just thought, I found that very interesting, and I did like I did laugh when he said they're very subtle. I thought that was great. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So uh, all right. let me give you one last wild right. prediction. That's not mine. Go for it. So, right now, so kind of your whole question about this. Well, what's going to happen to Q if Donald Trump didn't get elected? Right. I mean, what's mm-hmm. what's going on? So my answer is I don't know. Um, 
I haven't heard anything negative that would kick me out yet as far as thinking, but nothing's happening right now. The last post was in December, the last drop. So that's a while. But the last drop, or second to last drop, just said Durham. So keep that in mind. That's the Durham. Durham? Durham is a special investigator that's been investigating. It started when the Mueller report, but it was Trump's investigator on the other side. So that's all it said. So, and then there is a, there is chatter, and I haven't seen any evidence, but I'll just throw it out there so you can debunk it or hear if you hear about it. Is that you're talking about the pre-plan? Like, is is this part of the plan, Trump? Yeah. Uh, not getting elected. So one of the things, and I'll be quick about it, but the, the if people say that or what they're thinking, is that. Trump has the Space Force, and I know that's a funny name, but it's a military branch. Mm-hmm. And if he informed them ahead of time, and I don't know the legalities behind this, it would have to be all legal is what they're saying, is that basically he handed power over to them <laughs> before he was out of office, sort of like they did in Miramar. And that basically what they're doing is they're letting the shoplifters leave the store. They're letting them complete the crime, the give, the ask, the take, and everything. Yeah. And, and that's kind of it there. Now, I know it's wild. I'm just throwing it out there for you because I know you love those things. Is there, is there a timeline on this, uh, this prediction playing out? I don't know if there's a timeline. This is just – and this isn't something that's like in stone. This is just like I hear on the fringes. Like I, I mean, to me, it's a big puzzle, and I put stuff in my mental Tupperware over mm-hmm. here, and I do that. Sometimes it makes sense, and sometimes it doesn't. And then, oh, that makes sense over there. So that's just out there. That The Guardians, which is what they're called. So there was some cue drops about Guardians. So that may be where it started. And that they – because here's, here's things that are anomalies that people don't understand. One is if Trump – and this may – prove your side more if trump knew there was election fraud because he talked about it for two years mm-hmm. more, he wouldn't more have two years. trump was right. talking he about election fraud five years ago was, right right uh, in the so primary would, you would have satellites or secret agents at every location wouldn't you or you know what i mean you would be looking for it you'd want to catch him yeah <laughs> right so either he didn't or maybe he did uh but that would be the big thing like i mean they have he may not, but that that would be what their premise is. The other premise is um, he released uh, the D class stuff right before uh, he was out of office, and one of those was 100% proof that Hillary Clinton paid for that Steele dossier to avoid her or to take the story off her emails. It's written. The FBI says it. Everybody says it. I don't know if she'll ever get in trouble for it as a private citizen, whatever. But that means he would have had to known that. Right. Like they all knew that. So if they all knew that, how did we go through all that Russia stuff? Like even if the president knew that, wouldn't he have stopped it when he said, well, wait a minute. I got the D class right here. Like, why did he wait till right before? It just seems so strange. Like that would have been killer evidence to squash a lot of stories in the past. But it doesn't make a lot of difference now. All right. Uh, sounds rather complicated to me. but uh. well, no, he Basically, uh, he proved that Hillary Clinton paid for the dossier to avoid her emails. He didn't prove it. It's, it's in the reports. And that came out. Now, that has no punch now because the Mueller report's over. But that's you know $30 million in well, three years. She, of- it, it, she, didn't, she didn't pay to have the entire dossier created. I think like there was some... Uh, there was an email where she was trying to shift the spin onto the talk about the dossier to, uh, rather than the, her emails. That was what came out. I think it's more than that, but okay. But so if Trump knew that, why wouldn't he have said that? Even if it's just that? Because uh, like, like, it's, it's not that? that big of a deal. It's just like a small like spin type thing. 
Okay. I don't know. All right, let's let's wrap this up. Let's let's uh, let's re- let's regroup in a year. <laughs> uh, what do you think is going to happen over the next twelve months? Perfect. So I still think Hunter Biden's on the table. Okay. There's just too uh, much information, and the things that I'm telling you, I'm not saying it. I'm, I'm actually being subtle about what's actually on there. So to incriminate his dad, essentially, that's, dad, that's yes, the important yes, dad, thing. Yeah, here. Yes. Uh-huh. yeah, not just not just his uh, activities. Yeah. I'm talking about incriminating his father as well through through those things uh, financially it doesn't it doesn't say i know everybody accuses joe of doing all kinds of stuff but that in those uh laptops it's only financial stuff that joe was involved in as far as the receipts okay like, so you think you think this is going to come out in the next 12 months mm-hmm. well it's out already it's been so, out the last October. so do you, well you think anything's going to happen because of it is is joe biden going to be arrested or is he going to be uh indicted or uh, what's the uh, uh, impeached it, it, it floors me. Like, how how can he? Not, he probably won't. But how can that? How can that happen? Like, doesn't that bother people? Like, they have no. that evidence. Yeah, but I don't know. Maybe maybe you're misunderstanding the evidence. So if if if, then, if he's not being impeached, I'll, maybe I'll give a you reason. that. Everything else I said, but I, I I'm going to hold on to Hunter Biden's laptop as being 100 percent real and being really okay. incriminated. I'm going to hold on. To Is this something you um, you hear a lot of talk about in the the Q community, the anon no. community? No, they're, they're, no, everybody's quiet now. So. We uh, hmm. we've been undercover because we had to. We got we got whacked. Everybody yeah. got taken off line, so you can't go on any group. So we don't. So even this right here that we're talking about it, you might get squashed. I know. I might get a, a hit on my YouTube channel for talking yeah, to seriously. you. Yes, and, and which is unfair because we're we're discussing it, and you, like you said, you, the truth is out there. Let's let's find out what it is for everybody, right? Yeah. But, well, I've already had one of my videos removed, uh, which is me talking to uh, Mike Rothschild, who is just a QAnon debunker about. About QAnon, I chose. I, I posted a, a shit post of Joe Biden, a Getty AP picture, right with him with kids, and it got taken. No text, no context, mm. just a picture, which is a news picture, right, unaltered, just a regular picture. And I got it taken down for sexual exploitation of children and had my account frozen. I'm like, what? It's probably because it's just, that picture had been used several times before by other people to uh, with more explicit uh, connotations. And oh, so maybe. he just recognized the picture and perhaps your pattern of posting. And so here's a cute yeah. guy posting this picture. It's obvious maybe. what he means. Right, right, maybe. It's the maybe. AI. AI has got you. Well, uh, and so what do you uh, – and uh, what? Uh, I have a question for you. Last question. I keep saying. You're a creator. <laughs> you're a content maker. You make video games. You do all that. You, you, I would consider you like an artist, like a, a creator of things, right? So to me, creators are artists that type – would be a hundred percent against censorship, except for the most necessary levels, you know, to have a functioning society and be fair to people. Don't you, doesn't it look bad whether it's, I mean, I, I feel like it's the, our side getting nailed and maybe rightly so. And it seems unfair, but what do you think finally on that cancel culture, just knocking people out? Do you think that's fair? Is it just, well, a, there's uh, two things that cancel culture is a bit different from, from censorship. I mean, cancel culture is, is where people kind of overreact arguably to, uh, to transgressions and then say, because you said this bad thing about transgender people, then we're, we're going to cancel all of your, your contracts and your book deals and things like that. So that's kind of one thing. Then what you asked me first was about, uh, um, censorship. Uh, and I, as a creator, I would prefer my work not to be censored, <laughs> uh, but I'm, I'm not someone that, that I feel is putting out disinformation. 
Uh, I don't think people should be censored for their political viewpoint. I don't think you know, conservatives or Trump supporters should be censored just because they support Trump. Uh, I do think there's a case to be made for censoring things that have been proven to be disinformation. Uh, and I think that uh, a lot of what we're seeing is that. But I, I do think also there is some overreach. They're, they're deleting things that should not be deleted. Like they've deleted my posts, uh, you know, obviously because it's just done by some algorithm somewhere and, and then it was reviewed by some some human for 30 seconds and they, they just ticked a box or whatever. But uh, yeah, I, th- I, I'm generally opposed to censorship, but I also think that we should fight against disinformation. And if something has been proven to be false, uh, I think at the very least, private companies should have the option of uh, not allowing that content on their their servers. And uh, finally, the big thing Q had mentioned that Trump was going to get kicked off of Twitter, and he did. Do you think he's coming back? Do you think he will start his own network? Um, I, I, I don't think it's coming back. Uh, I think... I mean, coming back on the scene. Uh, yeah, I think he will start his own social media company. Uh, seems the most likely thing. There's, they're very easy to do uh, to start these things because it's a very well-understood technology. And if you have uh, a ready audience... You know, he's going to have tens of millions of people from the start, which is something any social media company would love. So in a way, uh, you can see it as being this guy, an easy moneymaker for him. He can do that. But also it's, it's, uh, it's a way of him talking directly to the people who support him and, uh, and allowing a platform for other people like that. And he's probably got plans. He wants his, 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 uh, his dynasty to continue uh, he wants he wants his he probably wants his son to run for president or maybe even his daughter uh, or one of them. So yeah, he's he's not going away. He's going to be back, but uh, who knows when and what form it will take. But you, you I think, think be, you got the say you have Trump and you have Twitter, two dynamos, and then you get a subject, a new subject, say, but like hydrochloroquine, like uh, Hunter Biden's laptop, where there's good evidence that both possibly sides are either right or one person spinning the other. Do you think that's going to cause, I'm worried it's going to cause, we've always been divided, yeah. but we're like 50, 50 right now. And that always seems like that's going to break in half. Like there's no, there's no, either you're right or you're wrong. Or it's not it, even you're it wrong. Is, but you're I think it's not really breaking in half right now. I think it's more breaking almost into like, like thirds or quarters or something. You got that, the hardcore kind of Trump believers who will follow Trump to this new platform. But then you have a large uh, segment of the Republican base who really doesn't like Trump that much. And uh, they've been supporting him because he's being, being attacked by, by Democrats and they don't like Democrats. But uh, is, is Trump the future of the Republican party? I mean, probably not. You look at uh, Mitch McConnell's kind of uh, fighting against him and you've got a, a fairly small number of, actual senators who still say they you know who, who are actively uh, supporting trump even if they voted against the uh, impeachment <clears throat> but uh you know i i think we're, we're gonna have to wait and see like the republican party seems like it might split uh to a degree and maybe even possibly he might even start his own party but we'll Third see party. we'll see what happens come back in a year well- it's a pleasure. I tell you, you're always a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, we uh, <laughs> we ran over time a little bit there, and we hardly talked about UFOs at all. But uh, <laughs> well, you know, there's not really much changed. Yeah, 
they'll say, well, well, I'll do my, I'll do my interview with Lou Elizondo, and we'll see, we'll I'm, see what I'm, happens. I'm very much looking forward to that. Can you yeah. ask him what? why he said there were 33 videos when he first came out? Okay. That's my okay, I shall ask him specifically he about that. Said it. I can't find the clip anymore. It was a beige wooden 33. background. Is is thirty three an Illuminati number? Uh, it is, but that wasn't why I believe that. <laughs> yeah, level level thirty three Mason. It was uh, anyway. Oh yeah, oh yeah, two thirty three skull and bones. Of course, Indeed. yeah. Um, All so, right, Michael. I I got I'll, I'll ask him. I'll ask him about the thirty three videos. I shall try to, uh, and uh, if and we shall see. We'll get back to you. All right. Thank you, mate. All right. You have a good rest of your day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye.